0: Music that disturbing cold open was like secession on crack. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It's June 21st, 2023. We're live streaming on Rumble Locals and YouTube. Join us for the post-game show where you can add your insight and offer up your queries at rubinreport.locals.com. And do not forget, in case you missed it yesterday, we have launched the new Rubin Report store over at DaveRubin.store. We've got the Make America Florida shirt, the LGBT shirt, but it means some other stuff. Uh, we've got a couple Ruben Report shirts, some other fun things. There's mugs, there's hoodies, sweatshirts, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I want to start off the show today with something very, very important, because when we woke up this morning, we thought we were going to be dead. Check this out, five years ago, Greta Thunberg, a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. She sent that in June 21st, 2018, five years ago. I woke up, here I am. Are you guys here? Everybody's here, everyone's okay? (laughs) Thank you for waving to me. We made it, people. I'm starting to think that the climate thing is just a giant hoax and uh, a grift. What do you think? You think I might be right? But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about other hoaxes and grifts involving Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and the rest of it. Uh, Yes, we covered it a little bit yesterday, just for a moment or two, because it broke right before we went live. Uh, Hunter Biden has copped a plea deal on a couple of these charges, Uh, but we are now gonna take you through the entire thing, the entire way the media has lied about him, Joe Biden, their relationship to this Ukrainian energy company, the payoffs, the money, the media, just the whole orgy of insanity and how it relates to endless lies. What I have had just about enough with are the endless lies. I can deal with some lies. I can deal with some nonsense, some BS. I cannot deal with an endless deluge of endless lies like we're a duck being force fed. You know how they make pate? They force feed the duck and they just dump feed. That's what they are doing to us with lies. And by the way, the lies are coming obviously always from the left and from CNN and Washington Post and New York Times. But now they're also coming from Donald Trump. They're coming from all over the place. And if you're sane, it's going to get harder to be sane. But you're not the only one. And that's what we're devoting the show to today. Truth, people, it's out there. Let's find it. Before we do any of that, let me talk to you guys about Ramp. You know, do you feel like your finance software isn't cutting it? Do you want the latest and greatest in financial software to simply spend, help you save time, and keep you from getting trapped in busy work? Check out Ramp. Ramp is the corporate card and expense management software designed to help you save time, and put money back in your pocket. Ramp gives finance teams unprecedented control and insight into company spend. With Ramp, you're able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Like, for example, when Connor buys extra guacamole without permission, I now am alerted. Ramps Accounting Software automatically collects and uh, your receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so you don't have to. You never have to chase down a receipt again and your employees will no longer spend hours submitting expense reports. The next time you, uh, the time you'll save each month on employee expenses will allow you to close your books eight times faster ramp saves you money businesses that use ramp save an average of 3.5 percent in the first year and now get 250 dollars when you join ramp just go to ramp.com slash that's r-a-m-p.com slash and now back to me we also have the rubin report mug at dave all right Tucker Carlson, have you heard of this guy? Number one host in the history of cable news. Millions and millions and millions of viewers every night, culturally relevant, making sense to an awful lot of people, was once on Fox News, then out of nowhere, is no longer on Fox News. He has relaunched, I would say, a streamlined version of his show, much more sort of in line with what we do here, which does not surprise me because Tucker, as you guys know, a couple years ago, walked into my garage in Sherman Oaks, California, and said, holy effing shit, you're doing it right, Dave. He has now created his own version of this. He is free. He's doing the show on the Twitter right now, uh, and he covered uh, a bit about this Hunter Biden. uh, Well, let's just say Hunter got off easy, perhaps almost scot-free by the Justice Department, Here's Tucker.
1: This morning, Hunter Biden pleaded guilty to pretty much nothing. Biden pled to two misdemeanor tax evasion charges, then entered a diversion on a federal gun charge. That's it. As far as Merrick Garland's Justice Department is concerned, Hunter Biden is done. There was no pre-dawn raid carried live simultaneously on CNN. There was no perp walk, no handcuffs, no press conference. Above all, there was no felony. Hunter Biden, who broke federal gun laws, can still carry a gun. It's like it all never happened. In fact, the Justice Department just baptized Hunter Biden. A lifetime of sins washed away in an instant. It was a secular miracle.
0: Okay, so we'll get a little bit more into the charges in a second. And uh, Tucker's also going to talk a bit more about what they ignored. But in essence, they're getting him on a bunch of nothing. And they're not really getting him because it's already been plead away. He's not going to be in jail. These are federal gun charges, misdemeanor charges, and they're all just going away. And now, one of the things that we're constantly talking about here, especially as it relates to Trump, is the asymmetry of the law, right? Most people just want equal, well, they want equal protection under the law, but they also want equal application of the law. So the Department of Justice should go after people equally, regardless of their political beliefs, regardless of whether they're a Democrat or a Republican or anything else. So we know, obviously, the case in New York. Uh, after Trump. Now there's the the federal case. Uh, there's gonna be another case in Georgia. Like they're throwing everything they got at Trump, right? And it seems very asymmetrical when you look at the fact that when it comes to classified documents, vice president then at the time, Joe, uh, Joe Biden has classified documents, Mike Pence classified documents, Hillary, Bleachbit, all, all the stuff. So here, a lot of people, when they saw the charges immediately, this is what I noticed yesterday. For the first hour, everybody was like, all right, Finally, we got some symmetry. They're going after a Democrat. It's very exciting because, you know, the headline comes out. It's like uh, Department of Justice is going to, you know, uh, indict or come up with a deal with, uh, with Hunter Biden. So there's this moment of like, oh, they're doing something. But then five minutes later, basically, uh, as more information comes out, you see that it's not much of anything and that it's not getting to the real issues around Hunter Biden. Like, why did a crackhead with no experience get paid $80,000 a month to work at a Ukrainian energy company while his dad was vice president? I don't know a lot of Ukrainian energy companies that are hiring crackheads, and I know plenty of Ukrainian energy companies. I'm out there. Anyway, Tucker had a little bit more on that.
1: A sad family tragedy. That's the framing. And then this, a sentence choreographed to the letter. Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. Got that? Well, there's no tie to you. So the answer is, in fact, in the question. Whatever Hunter Biden goes down for, and we know he is going to be charged because MSNBC said so, but when that happens, that's Hunter's problem. It's got nothing to do with Joe Biden. Rest easy, America.
0: So you get what's going on here. Hunter Biden only had the job at a Ukrainian energy company because of his father. Hunter Biden also became worth millions and millions of dollars. How did that happen? Why did he get these jobs? Who's the big man? Why did Biden, who's been a you know a civil servant in essence, for now he's been in government for I think 49 years, 40 freaking nine years. Uh, I'm only 40, I'll be 47 in four days. The guy's been in public office for 49 years. How did he become a millionaire throughout all of this? Anyway, The uh, Daily Wire has got a bit more on the specifics of what he was... Actually, pleaded guilty to. Hunter Biden will plead guilty to two tax crimes and admit the facts of a gun charge in a plea deal with federal prosecutors, according to a new report. The Washington Post reported Tuesday that Hunter, who has been facing a multi year investigation by officials, negotiated a deal with Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss. How convenient, Delaware U.S. Attorney. Where was Joe Biden, a senator? <laughs> Hunter will plead guilty to failing to pay about $100,000 in taxes for 2017 and for failing to pay a similar amount for 2018. The tax charges Hunter face are misdemeanors. He is expected not to face any jail time and to be given two years of probation. The 53-year-old will also reportedly enter a diversion program upon admitting the illegal purchase of a firearm in 2018. The gun charge could be revoked from his record upon completion of the diversion program, according to sources who spoke to The Post. Previous reports had indicated that Hunter Biden's tax li- liability was paid for by high-powered Hollywood attorney Kevin Morris. Morris reportedly foot the bill for over $2 million of Biden's taxes and worked with him on his art career. The plea deal was criticized by conservatives who argue Hunter Biden was getting a special treatment because he's the president's son. Brett Tolman, the former U.S. attorney for Utah, also decried the deal, saying they are ignoring decades of policy and precedent to seek felonies, not misdemeanors, and seek sentences within the guideline range. The diversion agreement on the felony is offensive to anyone not politically connected who sought diversions and were literally laughed at by the DOJ. The reported deal comes as Hunter and his father, President Joe Biden, have been facing inquiries from Republican lawmakers over an alleged $5 million bribery bribery scheme involving Ukraine. Okay, guys, there's a couple things here. He had no qualifications to get this job at Burisma. So, you know, like, we just know this that there was a reason that they hired him. And it was only because his dad was vice president at the time. That's one thing. The other thing that he had millions and millions of dollars that this lawyer helped him with $2 million in taxes. Think how much, if you're paying $2 million in taxes, think how much money you're actually making. As an artist, art, you know, the art, world, it's a giant money laundering scheme. What you can do is since you can't just give someone millions and millions of dollars, just like that, right? You can't do it. You don't want things on the record, on the books and everything else, but you can buy art at crazy inflated prices. Art is of course, completely subjective. So you could have a crackhead dribbling out some nonsense with a, with a pen. And you could be like, Oh my God, I will buy that uh, Hunter Biden original for $3 million. The whole thing. I mean, the whole art, everyone knows this. The whole art world is an absolute farce, but okay. I get it. You get it, right? We all get it that there's an asymmetry in the law. And instead of getting Hunter on any of the important things here, they're get they're basically getting him on some nonsense. By the way, you know, who should be really freaking pissed today. Can you Google this one for me? Remember Wesley Snipes actor, Wesley Snipes, white men don't jump, can't jump. Well, they don't jump. They can't jump. Whatever. How many years did he spend in prison because of tax evasion? I think he had a, he had like a $2.5 million situation and, I, and he was in jail for like two years, if I'm not mistaken. Basically the same thing. So I suppose he was in jail for three years, for three years, Wesley Snipes. Did anyone think Wesley Snipes was a criminal? And I actually have great—I I remember when it happened. I had sympathy with him because you know, when you're a big actor and you got all these people working for you, you don't—you're not in charge of paying your own taxes. You hope you've hired somebody to do some of it. It's not that he has no blame. Like at the end, the buck has to stop with someone. But the point is, they'll—they'll they'll put a, a black millionaire in jail for this exact same thing. But if you're the president's son, white privilege and all that stuff—I guess you get off. The hook. But let's talk about the media because the media, of course, now is carrying water for Hunter Biden, and we will show you that they have been doing this for quite some time. Here is the most unlikable. Oh, can we put the, uh, let's put it up over there. Let's see, here we go. We got it. Yep. There you go. Uh, we've got the uh, most unlikable person on all of television, and that is not easy. This is Sonny Hostin of The View uh who is a lawyer i've told she's a lawyer and she's she feels very confident in what happened here Republicans will
2: call him a slap on the wrist but the but hunter biden now has a criminal record
3: yeah and that's and, what they wanted right well right. and it shows that no one is above the law which is important not even the president's son let me ask you this um Jonathan, because this investigation began in 2018. I remember in 2014, you asking questions about Hunter Biden and Burisma and what was going on with that. And was that nepotism? Why are we only seeing charges five years later? And why are these charges limited to these these cases?
0: So do you see how the machine operates? She can get up there and with a straight face say, no one's against the law because they're slapping his wrists with something. They're not putting him in jail for something other people, Wesley Snipes, for example, would be in jail for, right? They copped the plea deal before they even released any of the information, but then it allows her to go, see, no one's above the law, even the president's son, because it's all a grift and an endless lie. And the problem for these people is more of us are seeing it every freaking day. By the way, that guy, Jonathan Carl there, uh, I have nothing against him personally, But when Don't Burn This Book, my first book came out, we sold like 30,000 copies in the first week. New York Times put us at number 11. We should have been number two. His book, and you see sales numbers. I mean, the New York Times literally, uh, they fudge sales numbers. His book sold about 4,000 copies and I think they put him at number four because if you're in the machine and you do the bidding of the machine, they'll help you and if you don't, they won't. Anyway, that's a little sidebar. But let's continue. CNN is also defending the Department of Justice uh because you know cnn's in on the thing
1: obviously you're already hearing a lot of shouting oh sweetheart deal oh this oh
0: that none of us really knows the details of the possible charges here and
1: exactly what was agreed to as part of this plea jennifer but how do how does one assess whether this is the type of deal that a normal person not a president's child would get in this circumstance
4: so you would look to other similar cases right so on the gun uh form charge it's very very standard for someone in this situation who lies on the form because they're an addict
0: i mean that clown what's his name berman i think his name's berman we don't know the details as cnn behind him on a giant screen is bulleting out the details what the hell is wrong with you people of course he is getting a sweetheart deal again ask Wesley Snipes, ask all of the thousands. I'm gonna guess there's probably hundreds of thousands. I don't even know if you can find out this number. Can you find out how many people are in jail right now for federal tax evasion? Let's see if we can even find that number. I'm gonna guess there's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. But again, that's a moot point because that's not what really, they know that's not really what this is about. They want you to think this is about one gun charge and a little bit of tax evasion when it's really about whatever crazy stuff he and his dad were doing when his dad was VP and he was influencing these Ukrainian energy companies. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know about this, but we're in this war, not war right now with Ukraine. Do you think that's uh, possibly connected? How many people? 370. That's it. Wow. I'm, I'm actually shocked. According to Phoenix, we're doing this on the fly. There are only 370 people in jail on federal tax evasion right now. All right. Interesting. Uh, video. Here we go. Uh, this is John Heilman. Uh, you'll remember John Heilman. we got a throwback on him in just a second. Uh, who's he saying are the stupid people right now? Well, of course, it's Republicans.
2: It can't be said enough times uh, when you listen to people like Kevin McCarthy and others talking about the the two tier system of justice and the double standard. You just want you just want to say double standard. Know, here's this. Here's this Trump appointed uh, a prosecutor who was kept in office by Joe Biden, something that, that Donald Trump would never have done in the similar circumstance. Never. Can you imagine, never. can you imagine an Obama appointed prosecutor looking into one of the Trump kids when, if Trump won the presidency and Trump saying, you know what, uh, for both matters of both substance and perception, I'm going to leave this Obama appointed prosecutor in, uh, to look at Don Jr., uh, because I just want to mm-hmm. make sure that everyone has full faith, uh, in the legal system and it not being politicized. It's, it's like a hallucinatory fantasy that could ever happen. And yet that's what Joe Biden did. And now all of these same Republicans who want to uh, take this up, who want to figure out some way to pivot away from Donald Trump's legal woes. Uh, they focus mm-hmm. on this and say, oh, my God, two tier standard of justice. He got a sweetheart deal. And you're like, guys, I mean, you're just you just sound like morons when you say, say these things. You well, can say a lot of things about this, that. but not that.
0: Actually, you can say that. Again, and this is exactly why they did it the way that they did it. You get him on a bunch of nothing that he doesn't pay the price for and someone else pays the bill on, right? And then you ignore what the real problem is. And then you get these clowns like John Heilman to go out on MSNBC and say, oh my God, this is really about Trump's legal woes. Uh, You might remember John Heilman. Remember this one? This is from about two months ago. This one caught fire, absolute fire on the internet and then caused John Heilman to block me on Twitter. Uh, This is Russell Brand demolishing John Heilman on Real Time with Bill Maher.
5: I've not known you long, but mm. I love you already. But I have to say that it's, <laughs> it's disingenuous to claim that the biases that are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC. It's difficult to suggest that's, that's... that these corporations operate as anything other than mouthpieces for their affiliate owners in BlackRock and Vanguard. And, and unless we start to embrace... And also, mate, like, just spiritually, if I may use that word in your great country, we have to take responsibility <laughs> for our own perspective. I, I've been on that MSNBC, yeah, mate. It was right. propagandist nutcrackery yeah. you, on you're there. Gonna, you, I went on a show called Morning Joe. Yeah. It was absurd the way they carried Good morning, on. Morning Joe.
1: Yes. Yeah, it, I don't it. know what
5: it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of ju- journalism. No one was willing to stick up for genuine American heroes uh, like Edward Snowden. No one was willing to talk about Julian Assange and what he suffered trying to bring real journalism to the American people and i think to sit within the castle of msnbc throwing rocks have oh. fox news is ludicrous my make my msnbc friend. better my make friend. msnbc great my again my friend
0: i would love it wasn't morning there was no one named joe there <laughs> Just absolutely perfect. Anyway, what he's doing, of course, is just he's just pulling the curtain back and going, you're all freaking frauds. But as long as we're on the fraud train, here's another one from the televised mental institution known as MSNBC, a guy named Andrew Weissman. And of course, it's not a sweetheart deal.
3: But this is not some sweetheart deal, but this is pretty standard. My own experience is that first time tax defenses like this are generally treated pretty leniently, as well as. the the, um, the felony count, which is a pretrial diversion, there's substantial issues that that statute may be unconstitutional. So I think that all in all, this seems like a very fair resolution.
0: Again, they are not telling you what the real issue is. They're also lying about that. They don't really go after people for this. Wesley Snipes, I've got Phoenix doing a little more work on the Wesley Snipes case. We'll have more on that in just a second. Let's continue with MSNBC. Here's a guy I love this guy's name. I don't think he's that bright. Don't particularly like the guy, but I love the name. This is Frank Figaluzzi. Okay, he definitely was in season three of The Sopranos as an extra uh, saying that this was a rare charge. And the prosecutor
6: really went out of his
0: way to even
6: make anything happen here. So, Frank, in addition to these tax charges, uh, Hunter Biden faced a separate gun charge, but that will go to a pretrial diversion agreement and will not be subject to the plea agreement. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, the heart of that
4: charge, Jose, is really the fact that Hunter did not disclose that he was uh, a drug addict when he came to apply for and and, and obtain the gun. It's a rare charge because it's so difficult to prove that someone is a drug addict at a specific point in time. So because that's the core of the charge, the diversion is often to ensure that you're drug free moving forward. So what we'll see here is an agreement that I will remain clean from drugs. For the next 24 months, and that's likely to involve testing. Um, it's, again, a rare charge. I think it, it, it indicates that the prosecutor's gone out of his way to charge everything that could have been charged. And then, with regard to the, the tax charges, it's been my experience in FBI cases that have adjacent tax violations. The IRS is not so much when it comes to individuals, not so much interested in punishment, but rather getting the overdue funds back. And in this case, it appears Hunter has paid over a million dollars back. And that's, I think, why, in part, we're seeing misdemeanor charges only.
0: (sighs) Okay, where did he get the millions and millions of dollars in the first place that he was avoiding taxes on? Right. That's the number one issue. The man was a talentless crack addict. So you might want to go, oh, you know, he owes all these millions of dollars in taxes. His dad was the vice president. He had this weird job. Do you think that there's something going on there? Do you think that that might actually be the real issue? Not the rest of this. By the way, a little more on Wesley Snipes. He went to jail for three years. It was his first time avoiding federal uh, federal tax authorities. 2010, he went to jail for three years. So this is not so freaking rare. Now here's the best one of all of them. This is... MSNBC contributor, Claire McCaskill, former, she was former senator from where? Where is she from again, Claire McCaskill? Where was she from? Right. Like Idaho or where was she from? I don't want to blame the good people who live there. Missouri, a fine state, the great state of Missouri. They, they, she's no longer the senator. Uh, here she is. She's an MSNBC contributor telling everybody, just get off Joe's back. Leave Joe alone.
4: Cynical bet that nobody, nobody views this as a normal family. Nobody knows that the Bidens have dealt, dealt with loss and pain. W- what do you make of the fact that, that, to David Jolly's point, that they should take this loss and move on, find another political weapon to wield?
2: I don't know what America they live in. Um, and I don't know how they sleep at night. Uh, you know, alcoholism and addiction are probably the most pervasive diseases in America. I don't know of one family that hasn't been touched by the pain of these diseases. And it's particularly painful when you have someone you love unconditionally that is suffering from these diseases. And by the way, everybody needs to back off Joe Biden about this. He loves his son. Back off. It is okay for him to love his son. And there's nothing wrong with it. They have no evidence of any kind of wrongdoing by Joe Biden. And it infuriates me that they're using this heartbreak against Joe Biden in this way. It's just not right.
0: She is a perfect leftist. She's a perfect leftist. Nothing she said there has anything to do with the law. Everything she said there had to do with pulling heartstrings, but really pulling them sort of in the wrong direction, right? Like no one's saying that Joe Biden can't love his son. Uh, No one's saying don't have sympathy for people that are hooked on alcohol and drugs, right? We all know somebody that's been affected by alcohol and drugs. We've all had our, our own struggles, whatever it might be. Nobody's saying any of that. The issue here, first off, what they got him on was tax evasion, but the issue's all the other stuff that I've now repeated ad nauseum for the 20 minutes or so that we've been doing this. The idea that this has nothing to do with Joe Biden, that's what she repeatedly is saying there. This has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Lady, Claire McCaskill, I tweeted this at you yesterday, so now I will repeat it on video and people can cut it and send it to you. Claire McCaskill, who was vice president when crackhead Hunter Biden got a job for $80,000 a year at a Ukrainian energy company with no qualifications? His name is Joe Biden. He's the president now. Do you think that a Ukrainian energy company might want to give a job to a guy who might have access to the vice president so that they could get some sort of deal pulled off? Does that seem too crazy to you or am I just being mean? You tell me. Anywho, uh, let's do uh, a couple super cuts here. Here is a super cut video of
5: mainstream media reporting
0: on the Hunter Biden.
1: There's
2: no evidence that Hunter Biden has done anything wrong.
5: There is no evidence of any wrongdoing between uh, uh, by Biden, by Joe Biden or by Hunter Biden. There's no evidence that Joe Biden actually did anything wrong or did anything to sway things in Hunter Biden's favor. He's denied that his son
1: ever lobbied him for anything. There is nothing Hunter. There is nothing Mm -hmm. wrong that Vice President Biden did. President Trump has falsely accused your son of doing something wrong while serving on a company board in Ukraine. I wanna point out there's no evidence of wrongdoing by
2: either one of you. There is no evidence that anybody did anything illegal uh, regarding the Bidens uh, and and Ukraine and, and Joe Biden was carrying out US policy.
1: President Trump
4: wanted dirt on joe and hunter biden trump's claims about wrongdoing here are unsubstantiated we have looked lots of outlets have looked hunter biden did nothing
5: wrong vice president biden uh, did nothing wrong and every single media outlet has said that there are no there's no there there to these allegations lies and smears politifact found
7: no evidence to support the idea that joe biden advocated with his son's
2: interests in mind it's true that there's no evidence of any wrongdoing by vice president
5: biden or that hunter biden uh broke any laws at all what it confirms is that hunter biden is a person of integrity hunter
3: has done nothing wrong i've never read a memoir uh, like this one before this is hunter biden's book beautiful things it's breathtaking
0: We should have just ended the show right there. I I actually should have just walked off set and just ended for the day. Like, how could I beat that? Unbelievable, okay? but, But you get it, guys. They just carry water for them. We know if it was the reverse. Let's not forget, what was it? Back in, gosh, what was it? It was maybe the fall of 2020 or something when Donald, it came out that Donald Trump Jr. had had lunch for 10 minutes with a Russian on the Upper East Side and people went completely insane. This proves that Donald Trump was coordinating with the Russians to steal the election. That was back when you could say that an election was stolen. You get all of it. Now, uh, let's show you another supercut. Got to go to the second supercut. It's a rare back-to-back supercut day over here at the Rubin Report. Here is the mainstream media reporting that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, which of course turned out to be completely untrue.
5: Go ahead.
7: No.
0: No, I probably best I don't.
5: Obviously, uh, we're not going
3: with the uh, New York Post story uh, right now on Hunter Biden.
6: This is really one of the stupidest October surprises I've ever seen. It helps to really view this as storytelling, not so much as news coverage, but as political entertainment. NPR
1: explained... We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories.
5: Who even thought to make that story up? It's a story that many intelligence experts say has all the
1: hallmarks of a foreign interference campaign. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. This is a Russian intelligence disinformation campaign. It's a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Russian intelligence. Rudy Giuliani was not fed passively russian disinformation he
6: ordered it off the menu and this is a classic example of the right-wing media machine and he's in the midst of a scandal he's not and he's taking f- he's of course not. he is no Leslie.
1: we should note hunter biden isn't running for president that argument has been debunked
4: there is no evidence that joe biden did anything wrong
1: for all we know
2: These emails are made up. It just lacks credibility. Okay, I would love if you guys
3: would start doing that digging and start doing that verification. No, we're not
5: going to do your work for you.
7: Character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters.
2: Being a good person matters.
3: No, no, (laughs) what?
0: They're making my job very easy. Here's more. Uh, You remember this guy. This is like when you talk about like sort of like just like the worst of the worst of the just deep state soulless nothing people. This is former Obama CIA director James Clapper. Uh, Now, you may remember James Clapper from about what, about eight, nine years ago or so. He is the one that was testifying to Congress. He lied to Congress. And of course, you know, you can always get away lying with Congress. They asked him if uh, you know, if our intelligence services are spying against Americans and he scratched his head, remember, you know, in Seinfeld, the, when you're lying, you touch your face and the higher up on your face uh, that you touch means the bigger the lie. He, remember, he's scratching his head going, not wittingly, not wittingly. That's what he said. So he fully lied to Congress. Then he is one of the people uh, that labeled uh, the Biden laptop as Russian disinformation. We know that about, what was it, 51 former intelligence officials uh, said the same thing. It all, everyone that you heard there in the media lied, right? And then our intelligence officials all lied. Here's James Clapper with CNN's Caitlin Collins. Uh, and this is after we already found out that it was real, but he, he still has no regrets, this freaking guy.
4: Well, uh, to answer your question, no, I, I I don't regret it. I uh, I thought at the time that was appropriate to sound a warning about watch out for the dark hand of the, of the Russians, and in my case, this is uh, on the heels of what I saw the Russians do in 2016 to interfere and influence the outcome of our election. So I thought it was appropriate. I thought the letter was appropriately caveated by acknowledging we didn't have any direct evidence. And to this day, I still have not seen any official results of the forensic analysis of that laptop as to whether or not, in some way, the Russians uh, uh, messed with it.
6: Incredible,
0: incredible Still. That's from yesterday. The guy is still now saying, oh, we didn't even have a forensic analysis, so I don't even know what the freak I was talking about. Oh, and by the way, yeah, you're allowed to talk about election interference from 2016. These people are such, they're just so lucky that so many Americans are stupid. That really was the plan. Make everyone stupid through a couple decades of brainless, nonsensical public education. Make everyone stupid, and then there'll be a few people left, you guys watching this, going, Is anyone paying attention? Is anyone, anyone? Are the lights on here? Anyone, anyone? One more super cut for you. Here's the elderly man pretending to be president, Joe Biden, who got his son the job at Burisma. Do not pretend that he didn't. If he didn't have the job as VP, his son would have been smoking the Parmesan cheese out of the carpet and all that stuff. He would not have had the gig. Here he is insisting that his son is innocent of all
6: charges.
7: Look, uh, My son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And it turns out he did not do a single thing wrong as everybody's investigated. So (laughs) so, these guys are
3: amazing. So you think that
7: everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. But you keep asking me these questions. It's okay. It's a last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said, there's no basis at all. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden, there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that, from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. Say so what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pure pure intellectual
1: capacity. How will that impact your presidency?
7: First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him.
0: You know, one thing we didn't show you there, remember that quote, we've shown it in the past, where Joe Biden, he basically is something to the effect of, uh, we've never discussed business. Remember that? We've never even discussed, Hunter and I have never discussed business. Uh, Like, imagine believing that. Really, do you know what your son does for a living besides smoking crack? Like, do you have any sense? Is there anything there? Uh, Also, this thing about not one bit of evidence. The evidence is that he had a job, he wasn't qualified. You know what, Daphne, can you do me a favor? Can you get my resume together? I haven't looked for a job in a while. I've been doing this thing, whatever I'm doing here. Can you put my resume together? And I want you to submit it to all the Ukrainian energy companies out there. And let's see if I get any calls back, okay? My dad was in the uh, garment center. He's retired. I don't know that he's going to be able to pull any strings. We'll see what happens. Anyway, okay. All day long, we could do the left lies, the media lies, Biden lies. We we can do all that. And I know you guys get it. And I think it's important to, you know, shine the light on every now and again and all that stuff. But we have another problem on the horizon because, because Trump, you know, he had this interview with Brett Baer the other day. And he just lied and lied and lied and lied. And lied. And then his social media team, the Trump war room and the rest of them, started lying and lying and lying and lying. And I think for all of us decent people, we are now caught between two really powerful, um, what we call them, like really powerful movements that are based in lies. And it's going to make it harder to tell the truth. But I also think it makes it more worthy to tell the truth. So uh, let's just move forward a little bit, uh, Phoenix, scroll for me, would you? Uh, what do we have next? Uh, oh, here is, okay, so here's one of the lies that they released after the Brett Bear interview. They, the Trump war room team put this out on Twitter. It already got fact-checked and everything else. It also got ratioed to high hell. Uh, they called uh, Ron DeSantis, Lockdown Ron, and they put out this two-minute video. We're gonna only show you about 30 seconds here of, uh, of how DeSantis and Florida were the worst when it came to COVID.
4: Governor Ron DeSantis shut down Florida businesses during COVID, drove away tourism, and used a mandate to keep Floridians from leaving their homes. Governor Ron DeSantis issues a wide-reaching mandate. The party's over in Florida. He wants you to forget, but Floridians remember.
1: We can't stand another three months being shut down.
4: Please, Governor,
1: open us up. To actually shut us down just made no sense. We did it for, for the bars and closed the bars down.
4: Lockdown Ron. He failed Florida. Don't let him fail America
0: lockdown, Ron. It's so effing embarrassing and dishonest. Everyone locked down at the beginning, federally and statewise. Everyone did. The difference was that DeSantis very quickly, and we're going to show you some dates in just a second. DeSantis very, very quickly realized it was not working. The science did not make sense. He did not want people to not be with their loved ones as they were dying. He did not want to stop people from going to work and all of those other things. Trump, as he walked out of the White House years after COVID gave Fauci an award, okay? So the idea that he's calling him lockdown run, I moved. You guys all know my journey, but but think about the dates on this. I arrived in Florida in December of 21. COVID started, you know, basically like February of 2020. So a year and a half, Later, I arrived in Florida because in California, we still had mask mandates. You had to have vaccine passports. They were gonna force my guys to be vaccinated to work for me and everything else. And I arrived to the place that was the beacon of freedom and still remains that. So he's, it's so twisted what Trump is doing because make an argument for Trump, but all he can do is lie. All he can do is lie. Uh, Here is uh, Chris Cuomo, no longer with CNN, but this is back in December of 2020, Uh, Trump calling for Florida to lock down because, yeah, Ron DeSantis had opened up.
7: Uh, The Orlando Sentinel quotes the task force insisting Florida must reestablish strong mitigation statewide and efforts should continue to include wearing masks in public, avoiding or eliminating the opportunities for maskless crowding in public, including bars. But bars are open in Florida. And DeSantis went out of his way to weaken mask rules.
0: Can you believe that DeSantis went out of his way to make sure you could wear what you want, and if you wanted to go to work, you could go to work and try to get kids back to school and everything else? Now, the the real issue here, though, because look, nobody is clean. Nobody is clean. I was bamboozled by 15 days to stop the spread and all of those things, and then some. We all woke up to different degrees. The the issue is. The people that woke up earlier deserve some credit for it, and we shouldn't just rewrite history in front of our faces. Florida has become the beacon to the world of what freedom means, right? It really has. So Trump did this interview with Brett Baer. And the interesting thing that Trump is having to deal with right now is Trump seems to have no regrets over Operation Warp Speed, getting the vaxes in all the arms and and everything else, despite the fact that the base hates the vaccine, hates Warp Speed, hates hates Big Pharma, and all of the rest of it. But the real issue is that I think all Trump has to do, but this is what he's incapable of doing. All Trump has to do is be like, you know what? I did actually get bamboozled by Fauci and some of these guys and Burks and whatever. And maybe we did push warp speed too much and I listened to too many people that were connected to big pharma and too many people at NIH and CDC and everything else. And I do have some regrets. That's all he has to do, but watch this. Not only does he have no regrets, he says no, watch this. But then uh, let's contrast that. This is one video, right? One video, so watch Trump at the beginning He's still, in June of 2023, is saying he has no regrets. Now, and then watch the second half, is August 2020, Ron DeSantis. Do
6: you have regrets about how you handled that? Because some of your opponents are... Because some of your opponents are... Because some of your opponents are... But, but
0: we will never do any of these lockdowns
1: um, again. And I hear people say they'll shut down the country. And honestly, I cringe because you know, we know places that have done that, the most draconian lockdown in the world has been Peru, military-enforced since March. They have the highest per capita mortality in the world from COVID. And at best, what a lockdown will do is delay. It does not reduce the ultimate uh, mortality.
0: Okay, again, I know a whole bunch of you were frustrated with me yesterday because I went hard on Trump, but you have to tell me how this makes sense to you. Not just, I'm gonna vote for Trump no, ma- no matter what, Trump is a superhero from a Marvel movie, and everyone else is evil, and blah, 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 blah. Give me the honest answer. What's the honest answer there? Two days ago, Trump is saying he still has no regrets, right? And there you have August of 2020. DeSantis was waking up. He was opening up the state. He was even doing it earlier than that, right? That's three years ago. And, and, and Trump is still saying no regrets. Here's, I mean, this is easy stuff, but here's Trump repeatedly praising DeSantis because he loved DeSantis before DeSantis decided to run for president. Uh, he lives in Florida, All of his kids live in Florida. All of his grandkids live in Florida. Several of them moved here during COVID because of DeSantis, because Florida is open and free.
6: We're in a place called Florida, and we have a great governor. Ron DeSantis has done a a spectacular job in Florida. Terrific job. He just announced that the schools will be open in the fall, enjoys very high popularity, and that's for a reason. The reason is, he's doing a good job. And you're open, and you're open, and you didn't close, and you didn't close, and you're just amazing, right, this great. A lot of people agree with what he's done. You guys aren't even open yet. What the hell is going on with your state? You know, Florida's open, Florida's open, Florida's open. Governor Ron DeSantis is doing a fantastic job. If you look at Florida, if you look at Uh, South Carolina, if you look at so many different places that have opened up, I don't want to name all of them, but uh, the ones that are most energetic about opening, they are doing tremendous business. Ron DeSantis of Florida, the governor, doing a fantastic job in Florida. great governor knows exactly what he's doing. Look at what's going on in Florida. It's incredible. The job the governor of Florida has done, it's incredible. The numbers they're doing. A governor like Ron DeSantis of Florida is doing a great job. Then yesterday,
0: he's putting out videos, lockdown, Ron. So I'm, I'm genuinely putting this out there as a question for those of you who are still supporting Trump. Are you okay with endless lying and rewriting of truth? You might think Trump is the best guy to defeat the deep state and that DeSantis won't scale sort of federally or whatever. But are you okay with saying reality does not matter? And if you are, then, then I think people should just say it. I, I would love if the people that are always yelling at me on Twitter would be like, you know what, I've decided reality doesn't matter. And that's what my policy is. And that's why I'm voting for the guy. Uh, here is a little bit more from the Brett Baer interview because Trump is going to start having trouble with the base when it comes to vaccines. And I think he kind of he kinda knows it. Take a look.
6: But you have a lot of people that love the vaccines. I mean, you do. They happen to be more Democrat than they are Republican. That's why I asked the question. But you have a lot of people. There are people that say I saved 100 million lives. I don't even talk about it.
0: There are people that say I saved 100 million lives. Do you know that there are people that say that Dave Rubin is the most handsome man on earth? That Dave Rubin is the most... Wa- there are, I heard there are people that say that Dave Rubin is the best human being to ever live on the planet. You might wanna tell other people that. He's completely making that up. Do we know anybody? Did you Google it? How many people have said that Donald Trump saved hundred million lives? And it's not even that. It's not even that the vaccines didn't work and now there's vaccine injuries and everything else. We now know it didn't stop COVID. You could still transmit COVID. Just like all of us, but he just says, there are people who say. Okay, there are people who say. you may remember this one. This is from about a month ago. Trump, who doesn't seem to be campaigning anymore, right? He's not. He's playing golf mostly these days, and then showing up at court every now and again. He was in Iowa, I think, about five or six weeks ago, uh, and this was an interesting moment because here is a constituent, a former Trump voter, saying they're not happy with him because of the vaccine. What do you do
3: different? as from this
6: country, Yeah, and we have lost people because he supported the. Support of yeah. What do you do? Yeah, well, you know, everybody wanted a vaccine at that time. And I was able to do something that nobody else could have done getting it done very, very rapidly, but I never was for mandates. I was I thought the mandates were terrible. And And you know there's a big portion of the country that thinks that was a great thing. You understand that. Not a lot of the people in this room, but there's a big but there is a big portion
0: Look, I will give credit where credit is due. He was never for mandates. I never once heard Donald Trump that you should get fired from your job if you don't take it or the federal government should do it or anything else. That's fully on the Biden administration, 100% without question. The the second answer there, though, that, you know, there's a lot of people who like it. Like, that's kind of irrelevant. Was it the right thing to do or not? I know everyone was bamboozled by this. Again, everyone was in over their head. And I can only imagine what it would be like to be the president of the United States all of the experts who now we know we shouldn't be trusting as much, but all of the experts coming in going, you better shut down the country. You better do all of this. We better do blah, 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 or everyone's going to die. And it's like, Trump's like, you know, I used to build casinos. Like, I guess I have to listen to you guys. So I don't blame him in a certain sense for all that. What I blame him now for is how about just have a nice mea culpa? Just have a moment of humility. Is that completely, is there literally nothing in you that would allow for that? And be like, boy, to my own base, I'm sorry that I did that. Or I guess in retrospect, it wasn't the best thing. Or I do have some regrets, but he seems to be unable to show even the slightest bit of contrition. And I think that is a problem. Uh, There was one other issue on the the Brett Baier interview that I wanted to show you, uh, because uh, there was this new uh, crime bill that uh, Trump is pushing now, and and Brett got him caught up in something. I'll, I'll
6: explain a little bit more on the other side. As an example, a woman who you know very well was in jail. She had 24 more years to serve. She served for 22 years. She had 24. 20- Alice Johnson. Alice. She was in the Super Bowl. High quality, oh yeah. I said, how many years? And she was on a telephone call, and they were involved in selling marijuana, mostly marijuana. And she got like 50 years in jail. But she'd be killed under your plan. huh? as a drug dealer no 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 under my oh under that uh it would depend on the severity it Here, would depend on the severity. she's technically a former drug dealer she the she had multi-million dollar cocaine ring any drug ad. dealer look so even it, alice johnson in that ad it, she can't do it okay by the way if that was there no she wouldn't be killed it would start as of now so you wouldn't go to the no,
0: Yes, you're not going to retroactively kill Alice Johnson now. But the point is, the criminal bill, the criminal justice reform bill he's pushing now would have this woman killed. She was a, not only marijuana, by the way, she was a cocaine dealer. OK, fine. I can put aside what anyone thinks about drugs and crack and all the rest of it. But he's touting this bill that would have killed the very that he wants the bill now. Would have killed the very woman. I met Alice Johnson actually at the Trump Hotel in DC two or three days later after she was let out of jail. She was with a whole bunch of her friends. I was having dinner with uh, with Candace, Candace Owens, and Clay Travis. And we went up to them and we chatted. And she was a, a lovely woman. Sure, she sold a little cocaine. Okay, nobody's perfect. But the point is, Trump's new bill would have her killed. And he didn't even know that. Like when he's like, oh, well, ooh, well, who? guys, the reason I'm trying to do all this is not to relentlessly hit Trump. I I don't find it fun. I I actually don't find it fun. Like sometimes it's kind of silly and he makes it sort of easy with with the nonsense. Um, But we have to push the endless lies out. That's what I'm saying. We don't expect everything to be perfect. We don't expect everything to be all truthful all the time or anything else. But Right now the left and the corporate media and all of it runs on nothing other than live. And and a whole bunch of us can see that and that's why more people are waking up and red-pilling and everything else, right? I get the messages from you guys every day on that. But then on the other side, if this is what Trump's gonna do, rewriting history and DeSantis is evil and Florida is evil and then not knowing what the bills are that he's putting forward and being confused about where classified documents were with his personal stuff and all stuff, like the lying, the, just the endless lying has to stop. But if you disagree with me on that, particularly on the Trump side, I wanna hear from you. I wanna hear why you think endless lying in the quest for power is okay. Like do the ends justify the means. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I know some people do. Uh, Let's just do two more things here. A little bit on the importance of telling the truth and who better than Jordan Peterson.
3: The consequences of not saying what was true. It's like whatever hell you might fall into by opening your mouth when you have something to say that isn't popular, it's nothing like the hell that you're going to envelop yourself in if you lose control of your own tongue and mind. And I, like I said in my clinical practice, I never saw anyone get away with anything even once. And so all you have in a situation like that is what is the truth. Now, you know, of course you only have your approximations to the truth, but that's better than nothing. You need to be afraid of the right thing, and you should be afraid of contaminating your soul with deceit. That's what you should be afraid of. That will definitely do you in, and I know exactly how. What happens is, you know, garbage in, garbage out. The old programmer saying goes, and so you'll fill your head with nonsense, and no one will call you on it except you, but you can still that voice if you try hard enough. You just wait until you get in real trouble.
0: So you can't get away
1: with it one way or another,
0: right? Like the endless lying or the not saying what you know to be true because you think you can skirt around it or you'll escape or just you take the easy way out. Um, That's why I'm curious for those of you that are supporting Trump through all of the lies. And by the way, please, if Ron DeSantis or the campaign just starts relentlessly lying about everything, Trump, Biden, Florida, blah, blah, blah. If I don't call it out, call me out, right? Like that's the best we can do, that's the best we can do. But are you okay with the destruction of truth in the quest for power? That would be my question for Donald Trump right now. I just wanna play one other uh, short video. This is Carl Sagan. I've mentioned Carl Sagan a bunch of times on the show. I think we've shown one or two clips of him over the years. Uh, He was the incredible astronomer and science communicator professor at Cornell University, he wrote the book Cosmos, was really his most ubiquitous book that then became the incredible science series that was on American television, I think late 70s, early 80s, what many of you might know him from was the incredible movie. It's one of my top three favorite movies of all time. His only work of fiction was the movie Contact with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. Just an absolutely, absolutely wonderful movie if you haven't seen it. Actually, at the beginning of COVID, we were doing movie nights with the locals community and we all watched that one together and then talked about it after. Uh, Anyway, here he is. Uh, He's long since passed, but here he is talking about why we should not suppress ideas and what the path to knowledge really is all about.
4: Suppression of uncomfortable ideas may be common in religion or in politics, but it is not the path to knowledge, and there's no place for it in the endeavor of science. All right, so
0: the path to knowledge. I get it, politicians lie. I get it, people from the media lie. But as we are seeing so many lies disintegrate in front of our eyes, right? Like the long list of lies, Donald Trump, very fine people on both sides, Brett Kavanaugh is a serial rapist, Russia collusion, this, that, the other thing. Well, then maybe it's incumbent on us to try to get out of this with something that's true. And I think that that's where Trump is sort of caught right now. Okay, they're all liars, but the way to get out of their lying abyss is not through lies, it's through truth. That's how you'll build something that'll get us out of the quicksand. I think that's what we got to do. And as I always say, I don't think I'm the only one. Rumble.com slash RubenReport if you have not subscribed already. By the way, I'm very proud to say, I think I announced it on the show yesterday, that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has officially launched on Rumble. We are the official home for free speech online. We've got a post-game show for you guys at RubenReport.Locals.com starting in 30 seconds. And we leave you with the hyena-like laughter of Vice President Kamala Harris
5: amen well i want to (laughs) thank on that note amen you can get an amen even though it is not sunday Um, thank you i appreciate that tell your neighbor uh, tell tell your neighbor (laughs) neighbor. Uh, i want to thank the honor